And we're back. Going to that I love. Stuff. I you just love like it. it. Well, because it's it's better than the uh, that I do. Because <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's setting the bar low. But thanks for listening yeah. to Backstage with the Simple Church podcast yes. or watching on YouTube right Hi. now. How are you? Hi. <laughs> we are excited today because we are in a series called Beginnings, looking at the beginning of the Simple Church. Fourteen years in, Scott. Fourteen years. Hard to believe. It's a middle schooler. <laughs> it's like I'm be a freshman. Yeah, that's right. Oh. That's oh, just getting started. And we are talking today to Brian Reed, someone who's been around right. the original 80, one of the yes. launch people of the Simple Church. There were 80 people that started it. Which I was one. You were. I was not. I was a year behind. That's right. But we are going to talk to him today. Go back in that memory lane. Look at where Simple Church has been and then talk for a little bit about where it could be. I live on memory lane. That's a good place. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you get all the episodes. You don't miss a single one every week. There's good stuff. And you can watch on YouTube and subscribe to the Simple Church subscribe YouTube channel. Today. That's right. Because that's what you want in your ear and in your face is Evan and I. If you're new to the podcast, you can go back and listen to all of them. We're on yes. episode, I think, like 77, 78, something like that. No, more than that. I was looking to see you. Yeah, yeah. about right. But Surely. No. Oh, Jordan shaking his head. No. No to who? No to me. Okay. So apparently we must be in the same. I think that's right. Yeah. So wow. we'll be in the 100 at the end of the year, Scott. Wow. We'll have to figure out something for the 100 episode. We have been doing the podcast now for longer than a year, though. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So thanks for being here today and enjoy this conversation with Brian Reed. Yay. In the beginning was the word, but we're not going that far back. No, we're going all the way back to 2007. Where a former Gadzooks manager and a youth pastor decided to do something different. He wanted to start a church in a movie theater. So fast forward 14 years and a mulleted worship pastor, Justin Hagler, turned the vision God gave him for a different kind of church into... The Simple Church. Thousands of lives changed. Millions of dollars given away. God has done something in Shreveport, Bossier that no church has done before. And that's right. Join us on the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast summer as we look at the humble beginnings of the Simple Church. Talk to the people who were there and had no idea what was ahead. The mullet may be gone, but the spirit of the mullet will live on all of us every day. Uh, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> I, uh, that was oh, Hispanic. That was Speedy Gonzalez yes. over there. Yes. What the slopper Gonzalez? Sorry. All right. Well, we're off to a start. I don't know if it's a good start, but it's a start. We're here with Brian Reed today. Brian Reed. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Brian, welcome. Thank welcome you. to the beginnings. I feel like we're now in an SNL skit. Mm. <laughs> that was a long one. Brian, have you been on the or, podcast before? He has. I, thought I was once very early. Yeah, he was part of the pandemic podcast. Was it pandemic yeah. podcast? I yeah, think I have to go six year. more times to match Amber's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a little jealousy there? A little I bitterness? It's competition. Wow. It's not a competition, guys. I was just, and I, and I jest. We Amber, if you are listening to this by chance, she I does jest. Listen. Amber does. We just like she Amber does. more than you, Brian. That's fine. Oh. I mean, that was good. Yeah. I like that. Sweet. She does Amber. a great job. 
But Brian, we're not talking about Amber today. We're not. But Brian, no, we're, we're not. talking about Brian and the Beginnings. The bees. Brian and the yeah. Beginnings. That sounds like a band. Brian and like, the Beginnings. I've listened Could to be. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very folky. Oh. <laughs> la la. <laughs> Brian What's playing up banjo? with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, I would be very folky. No, if the Brian and the Beginnings would be, it has the sound of a yeah, yeah, it has the sound of a folk band, folk. Mm. So yeah. Brian, all summer long, we're looking all back. Summer, all summer long, we're fourteen years of Simple Church in. Wow, you've been around for a long. We're a middle schooler. Yeah, we've born a middle schooler. No, <laughs> to be a freshman now, they're no. starting high school. That's sad. Oh wow, yeah, that's dangerous. It's a scary time. You've raised some of those. You know. A few. That's right. Mm, but Brian. Just a few. Let's go back to let's the beginning. Go back. Let's go back. Let's go way back. Let's How go do back. you know Justin Hagler? Way back. Oh, wow. How mm. do I know Justin Hagler? Okay. I'm going to take you back to the year 1995. Let's see. In the year of our Lord. I was eight years old. You were eight. Scott. 95. Oh, Jordan raised his hand. He was two. Jordan was wow. two. Wow. Jordan Phillips, our producer, off camera. Jordan let's see. You're 95. Was... I think I was starting high school. No, that doesn't seem right. I was middle school. What year were you born? 83. So I'm pretty sure. 12. I was 12. So I was middle school. <laughs> I'm terrible. In that. I'm pretty sure Scott was at Trinity Heights when I went there and spoke. No. One Ooh. time years ago. But well, no, no, no. Now, if you came, what year did you go and speak? I, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember. See, I was, was only at Trinity Heights my last two years of high school. No. I just of know everybody school? walked in like yeah. they were. High school. Everybody walked into the chapel deal, which was actually in like a classroom. Yep. And it was like they were all like prisoners of war. Yeah, that was that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Why? Like, accurate. They were just walking in, looks like downcast and striped just like pajamas. looking down. Well, who they didn't was... have on they didn't have on striped pajamas okay. or no, we wore or chains. Now but... I remember. Well, our uniform was khaki pants. We had shirts, ties, and we did wear the blue blazer. With the crest. Oh. Yes. And I still think so, I have that somewhere. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. That's right. 1995, moved here from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro. Never been. Uh, lived there a year. Longest year of my life. Wow. <laughs> Why was it a long Or one of the longest years of my life. Well, it was, it was a ministry move. So uh, mm, I had been in Oklahoma. M&M. I'd been in Oklahoma at the church, and, and this is really getting old school. This is what we're here for, Brian. I'm, I'm glad to be here to impart old schoolness. <laughs> um, but here's the deal. Back in that day, I, so I just finished seminary. I'd gone to a, a church. I'd been at this church for like seven and a half, eight years. Jenks, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Jenks, Oklahoma. Yeah, that is Jinx. correct. Right outside of right outside of Tulsa. I know my Brian Reed history. I've wow. been there, and it was the first church I'd been at. So it was, it was always viewed as you're always viewed as this is your first church, and so it was kind of the biggest motivating factor on the move was was financial, just because of the. They offered the, you some money to go to North Carolina. Well, it wasn't that they offered me that much more money. It was just that my family had grown. I'd added a third child, and um, we just it was hard to live there. So we moved to North Carolina, and that's where um, it was really kind of one of those, okay, you really believe God's got you back. Now, now you got to figure this out. Now you got to live it. Because it was hard, and and the main the main deal on that, and I'm not trying to get down the road too far different. That's what we're here for. But the big deal with that was decisions that I would make in Oklahoma, and even even when I moved to Louisiana, that I would make related to ministry stuff. 
I would do them in a phone call. In North Carolina, it would take weeks, if not months, because you had to go through the proper channels. The of, As the air quotes are being done. Yeah. Of the church council, which I affectionately called them the church owners. <laughs> and so it just didn't. It was, it was an unhealthy not, culture. It was not the culture I thought I was going into. And as a young man, I had thought I'd ask all the right questions, but obviously I had not. Yeah, so, so anyway. Um, come to Louisiana. Come to Louisiana. A friend, a friend that I knew. I, I grew up in Tyler, Texas. And a friend that I knew there recommended me to a church here, which was. In North Can I Bozier. use other? It was in North Bossier. Can I use yeah. church names? On, That's is fine with me. Yeah, I was at Cypress Baptist Church mm. as a student minister. Beautiful trees. Moved there in '95. Uh, the first two guys I met because it was collectively when I met them outside of the church itself, as far as Cypress goes, the first two guys I met were a guy named Stuart Hall and Justin Hagler. Aww. How'd you meet him, Stuart? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think they may have come by. I think it wasn't it a. I thought it was at a conference, like a youth pastor meetup, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but for not not outside well, the but city, we, but for the whole city. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact scenario on that because I think the the get-togethers kind of started about the same time. It may have been at Notini's. I mean, obviously, we would meet. Notini. We would meet at Notini's. A seamless plug for Notini's right now. Mm. If they want to sponsor us, if they, they please, it's do. wide open. Yeah, <laughs> Notini's. If you're listening, we'd like to sponsor. I enjoy your pizza. And oh, your bread. Very good pizza. The pizza's very underrated. Pizza. Have you ever had the stuffed pizza? No, I have not. I know what we're doing for not lunch. Not Notini's. They do have one at Notini's. You got A ask. stuffed pizza? I know what we're doing for lunch. Come on. So, fantastic. So uh, I met those guys, and we just start. We would hang out. So they were out. youth pastors at the time. They were youth pastors. You were a youth pastor. Yeah. I was a youth pastor. Let's hear. What year was that? 95. 95. So I had just moved then to First Bossier. I was yes. in Slidell, Louisiana. Wouldn't yes. be here till 1998. Wow! Really? Yeah. Huh? Did not know that. There you go. Dean Samako took a yeah. job at Circle K. Huh. So we would, uh, yeah. So we would hang out. We'd hang out at, at Notini's. And here's the deal: in student ministry world, it wasn't a scoreboard type thing or a competitive. See, you were. Yeah, it wasn't because here's why. Because I knew that my students went to three different churches mostly hmm. to get their cup filled, Phil. whatever you want to. What do you want to say? They Phil. would go. They would sometimes maybe go to First Bossier one time, depending on who did their deal. It was First Bossier uh, because on Sunday mornings they had their crazy deal. Uh, Wednesday nights we did our kind of sort of deal, you know, band and all that kind of stuff. And then then another guy came in in student ministry didn't. You know, and you know him, Luke Luke Allen mm-hmm. was at Airline, and he figured out, well, I'm going to do a Tuesday night mm. because it's less competitive. And so sometimes they would go there. So it never was like, oh, that's my kid. You territorial. Don't talk to him. Right. Yeah, it wasn't territorial. <laughs> now, among <laughs> among senior pastors and leadership, it gets territorial. Hmm. Yeah. Because of the money. Yeah. And I remember, for example, Students don't. When I'm checking out Cypress, this is a little side story real quick. When I'm checking out Cypress, they send me some information, and it included this thing. And I don't know if you guys have heard of them before, but they were called VHS tapes. Yes. I remember. heard of those? People listening might not. You played those in a video cassette recorder, (laughs) also known as a VCR. Yes. One of the most important things on the VCR. My children kind of understand that because as small children, they had the whole collection of Disney and Thomas. If you could figure out how to... 
put the time right on the VCR, you were a genius. Set that clock. Oh. Set that clock. Yes. And I, I accepted that challenge. It was super complicated. On frequent occasions. You rose to it. Yeah. But the, but the byline that they gave at this church that I moved to was, we're conveniently located six and a half miles north on Airline Drive from Pierre Bossier Mall. That was, there. was that on the VHS tape? <laughs> that was on the VHS tape. Oh, my God. In the voiceover, re- they showed pictures. I want to recreate this tape. <laughs> because, and here's the thing you're going, my first thought was, why Pierre Bossier Mall? Why yeah, do you make all that points of landmark? reference. As, however, what's right next door to Pierre Bossier Mall, guys? First, First Baptist Bossier. Mm, so, therefore, the territory begins. They are conveniently mm. located 0.001 miles from, from yes. Pierre Bossier Mall. But at that time, I will say at that time, because at that time we moved from Bethany to Bossier. The Odom clan. The Odom clan did. My mother. Mother and I. You're an only With child. father. Yes, I am an only child. As if you can't tell. <laughs> But yeah, like like when I went to the student ministry at First Bossier, the mall at that time was the place to be. You had AMC Theater. Oh yeah. And so then anyone that, that was anybody had a job at AMC Theater. So all the cool kids worked at the AMC Theater. I was nobody. Yeah, and then I remember AMC Theater. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's the only theater I went to. Sure. Saw mm. Jaws three in it. Oh. It was the first movie I saw in it. Mm. Terrible movie, by the way. <laughs> Crazy. So you get connected with the so we get connected with those guys with that network, and we would just kind of hang out. And the other common bond that was a bond between Justin and I was the mullet? great. No. Not besides, oh. I never really Golf. could pull off the mullet because my head. Mullet. I got helmet head as my hair grew. You you are part it of didn't big go head long. Ministries. I am part of big head ministry, but it would get. I get helmet head, so it was it was not uh, not a pretty sight. <laughs> So I tried the Russell Crowe gladiator look for a little while one sure. time with the, uh, what are they called? There was a name Bangs? for that. Frosted tips? <laughs> no, not frosted tips, but it was a name for that where you kind of combed it all forward, sort of, kind of. Anyway, um, so we would, the other common denominator was the greatest NFL team of all time, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, see, I went with golf. So we were, we were um, immediately Lifelong. bonded. Lifelong fan, fans. It was a lot more fun to be a fan of the Cowboys than that. Back Brian. then, <laughs> yeah, yes, you were a Super Bowl winning team. Oh, exactly. Every year, Dion. Dion was still on the team at that time. Prime time. Yes, yes, he was there. I had a pair of uh, Dion Sanders shoes. You had the triplets. Oh. Yeah, had the triplets. So anyway, so in the midst of just talking about that, we just talk about ministry and life, and and we were all like connected on life level, not like, well, how many did you have this week, brother? Or anything like that. It was nothing like that. It's just like, dude, we're hanging out, doing our in deal. the trenches together. In the trenches, and and as kind of a, at some point in the conversation, we'd always sometimes talk about the leadership we were under and going, you know, if I was ever in charge, I would do it this way. And so, um, fast forward to two thousand six, maybe. Yep, sounds right. It would. Uh, I remember. I just remember Justin calling me one day and say, "Hey, man, I'm going for it in this deal. Do you want to? You want to be on the on the team?" And I was like, "Dude, yeah." So I was a part of the. Yeah, and at that time, original eighty people that yeah, started. But you were no longer in ministry at that time. No, I wasn't. You thank were you, a Scott. mortgage thank broker. Bringing, thank you for bringing up that part of my life. Well, no, because <laughs> this is when I but met I'm, you. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. That's right. You are. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there was a, uh, one of the things that I guess I walked through was um, I was 
how do how do you had a bad experience? Bad, yeah, I had a had a bad experience with the church from the standpoint of of leadership. They brought in a new pastor. I was the old regime. The old guy. Not and I wasn't old back then by any means, but You're still I was there. <laughs> you were always old. I think I was viewed as competition because <laughs> I had I had in my youth and my unknowing, I had allowed my name to be submitted at the request of some people to be pastor because our pastor, the the old pastor that I'd worked under for eight years, had resigned, retired. Yeah. But uh, and so then I had the, the there's a whole thing we don't have to go, go down. Yeah, we we're don't have to. Down we, you were, this is not about down. being dark or no no no. We're no, not no, working vocational ministry. So anyway, you you had now transitioned into I transitioned mortgage brokership. Yeah, I'd had stupid jobs during that time frame. I've had a few of those. We'll, we'll talk restaurant? about that later. I know. <laughs> now that was, I know that, that was... there's a another deal. I'm, we'll talk about that from a parenting standpoint. Oh that's yeah, yeah, parent stuff podcast. Yeah, that's one. The plug there. Heavy, download though. and subscribe to that. Yeah, that that's heavy though. That's heavy. Yeah. So Anyway, we don't do heavy on the. So <laughs> was going to first first Bozier just volunteering. Um, I'd led a a junior on Wednesday nights. We had a. Uh, small group. Ju- oh, a junior. Juniors in high school. Oh, I was eleventh <laughs> graders. I led Ryan a group. Junior. <laughs> I was like, got a bunch of juniors in here. Hey, juniors. Dale. <laughs> Dale Junior. Dale. Brian. Junior. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's where I went. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but then, yeah. So, so then came the start of uh, the Simple Church. The Simple Church. So you were part of that initial 80 team. I was part of that initial 80 team. Aww. In addition, and, and I'm you trying were... to think when it got implemented, but I was a part of and, and still am a part of the directional leadership team, which we affectionately yes. just use the letters DLT mm. uh, to describe. But we I became a part of that the, those guys, which there's 12, 11 now maybe. So you were yeah. still working, though, your full-time job. I was working you full-time a job at and Church. a volunteer at Simple Church, yeah, yes. because – in the course of things, obviously, as things progressed, as the church grew, I mean, you only have so much money, and so you obviously you need to start with. I would, I would encourage a lead pastor would probably be the first position. That's important. It's important, important guy. And then, I guess Chip was second highest. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, as uh, you know, Made media production work. guys. Yeah, media. and then. Were you three? I was part-time three, but fun fact, part-time everybody always forgets Mallory was an intern and was a paid employee yes. before I was the summer of 2007. Yes, and in fact... Doing what? She was doing preschool and children's ministry stuff. Yeah. And she was, also, she was also on video because I was her film person. So weekly, Mallory and I got together and filmed. And in fact, one of the scariest times we had... Is we actually her and I, and this literally just popped in my head, went up in the ladder truck over the city. They literally put us in the fire truck the, with the bucket, and they went up as high as they could. And we, I filmed her doing a, like a live remote from that uh, truck, and she wow. was scared to death. <laughs> we were we were high, like yeah, like I was shocked at how high that that ladder. Like physically went. high. Yes. Not, yeah. Not not. Not like actually. So she always yeah. likes to bring up that she was before me. So I was part time, so, and I started. Yeah. But Johnny, so, did who was first? You or Johnny? I think I was part time before Johnny. He yeah. might. It was around the same. It's time. like the chicken and the egg, right? So I yeah, started. I think Labor Day two thousand eight. So I was a year in two thousand eight. I jumped in. So I was volunteer, 
and then jumped in part time as campus pastor. That's right. At Regal Nine. So I don't so know what year we launched Regal Nine. Oh nine. To, or I think it was oh nine. Oh nine or 09. yeah. 10, yeah. Because we that was not the far. bar, and we launched Regal Nine. Yeah. All so uh, if you can imagine, if you actually watch the, if you don't read podcasts, do you actually watch them, and, or <laughs> instead of listening to them? So let's time out on that. <laughs> let's go there. All right, go. Brian Reed, you, you are not an audible learner. No, you prefer to read. I'm not. I'm it's, a. I'm more of a so, visual learner. So what do you do, Brian? So when we send out stuff and staff about podcasts or listening to something, you will typically find the transcript. And I will find the transcript. You will send the eighty nine cents <laughs> and get the transcript. It's free if you do Carrie Newhoff's. The shameless plug for Carrie Newhoff, like he even knows us. I think but, we're all free now. I'm I actually going to Zoom call with him today. Are you really? I am. I got invited to something because I signed up for a course. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Master course. Oh, it's the, uh, I got that email yeah. too. I there can't remember what it, anyway. So, um, yeah, so I was, uh, became, I was part, part-time then uh, and still, close. So, the mortgage deal, and this was all God's, really, it is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big firm believer that God has a plan for our well, lives. Well, I hope so. More so work that out. <laughs> so. <laughs> the mortgage. It, I don't know if any of if any of our many many listeners remember what happened in two thousand eight. I do with the mortgage business. The big short. It was if you've seen the movie, and and I was a mortgage broker, which meant we had several different lenders out there that we could go and borrow money from, and yes, we could. Now I was not involved in what they would call predatory lending, mm. but we always mm. heard stories of that. But I just remember just as a fun side fact. I was calling an underwriter to check on a, on one of my uh, loans, and that particular loan company was in F- Florida, Ocala, Florida. And so I and I was talking to him, hey, what's going on? Hey, this is Brian, just trying to check on a file. And she said, we'll have to call you back. The FBI just walked in. Click. Uh-uh. Wow. And I was like, guys, we might be in trouble. <laughs> might be in trouble here because that particular lender, we had probably... 90% of our loans with them. Wow. And the old FBI came in and said, not anymore. Put the quietus on that. Now, so, and then and then that's where you and I have a connection because I was volunteering at the Simple Church as well at that time. I had lost job number 18 probably <laughs> at that point. Scott's had a lot no, of No, yeah. it was higher than 18 because. 20-something, whatever yeah, job. You were in the yeah. 20s. yeah. And I actually came to see you for career advice and didn't get much advice <laughs> because it was right during that time when you were, because you couldn't figure out, you didn't know if you wanted to be in ministry because you felt like maybe you had a place at Simple Church, but you weren't sure if Simple Church had a place for you yet. Right. So you were trying to figure it out. And I came to you and was yeah. like, hey, you know, what do you think? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Not a lot. Yeah, of help. because uh, you know, you know, when you're not healthy, you know, you go back to the. Well, but but not just you can't that. get you, you did, out of unhealthy. And to defend you, you did try, but once again, I don't think yeah. it was so much you were unhealthy. You were just if in a as far as a job sense goes, you were very much limbo because because sure. the housing market had just fallen apart. All that had just yeah. happened. You didn't know what you were. going And to I had four children. I, yeah, you know. We, we were a family of six, so we had, and I had a house, so there's this thing called a mortgage yep. <laughs> that goes with it, and so anyway, but, but, so it became on fire, and I don't remember how long I was part-time, because um, maybe what? six months. Yeah, not right? long. 
Uh-oh. No, because we were at Office Mates, and by Office, we were. Oh, it that's was where I was going to. Loosely, yeah. yeah. If you if you watch this podcast, there's a table right here in the center of it. And how many of us office still on that table? Uh, three. There was two three. there was two little like dividers. Yeah, right. But you two shared a window, didn't you? Well, I no, shared a window we, with Christy Rhodes. Eventually, you yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You never got a window. window. Brian was. Like, I had the end of the table with a chair, and I had like a. I think it was Pat Worley that kind of sat the opposite of the table with you, wasn't it? Maybe. Because I had the little divider, and I was over there by Christy Rhodes. And I had, like, one picture of my family, my kids. <laughs> yeah. That was Get knocked over. Giving you a thumbs up. We were cramped in the early days. And I will Heck say no. this. You were in Since one we are talking hole. about the beginnings, not too long after that, though, was when, when I became full-time. And I think you and I and uh, somebody, who else? It was Christy Rhodes, Chip, you and me, Jessica Machen came on, and Pat Worley Jessica all Machen, the same time. Jessica Machen, yes. And here's a little known here's a little known tidbit, since we if we throw out names, and they may choose to the our powers to be may choose to edit this portion of it. So I'm gonna have a brief pause. Hot take and then oh. say, hot take, yeah. The main reason I was able to go full time was because a f- mutual friend of ours declined that turned down an offer to come and be on staff. Who? That would be Kenny Dean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny said, no, I can't come. So that created uh, for you. financial space for me. And then we added Jessica Machen as part-time for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, not and the, then, and, but let's go back for one second. Let's go back. What Kenny you? Dean also had a lot going on in his life, and he actually was launching oh. a church at that time. Yeah. So once again, no bla- bad blood or wasn't like no, a, no, no, like no. Oh, I don't want to come. No, no. Yeah, I love Kenny. We still love Kenny, but he was actually launching a very successful church now in Houston. So that's why that didn't work out. Right. So right, and it's all all yeah. pretty guys deal and stuff like that. But the other unique thing about coming full time, I mean, it's it was a big deal because. You're now full time, and you know, hey, I can. I'm gonna actually make a living with doing this. Um, but you got to build your own office. That is true. I learned some construction things. Yes, a few construction things. Not only did you get to build it, but then you also got to tear it down. <laughs> That's right. We That's knocked right. out some tile. I remember yeah, doing actually. The tile yes. floors. I ran through the wall. Like uh, the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. And then also, uh, speaking of that tile, John and I were talking about that tile the other day. I went to two states and four lows to get that tile. That's right. The new tile. We the took out tile. the, the old tile yeah, because what happened was our office, we were growing, we needed space. The yes. one next door was a dog grooming place. Dog grooming, yes. Before that, it had been a tobacco store. Yes. So there were all, so had all sorts of all services. That's right. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was urine, tobacco, or tobacco urine. They're but a bad compliment. It was a yes. bad, yeah. On those really, things don't work. Together. On really hot days, you could still oh, smell the yes. come out some. We officially called it Dogtown. Dogtown. Yeah. And Justin, really, Justin's office and then Julie's, if you're currently come by our office, Justin's office and Julie's sitting area was one was where they would wash the dogs. Yeah, literally right the baths, there. yeah. There was a dog bath there. So we ripped everything out. We ripped everything out. Everything. And so if you and were... somewhere, there's also... I'm going to throw this little trivia thing. Somewhere, and I'm not real sure where it is, hopefully it didn't get lost in the storm, there is a the velvet picture of dogs playing poker. There was purchased. It was Dogtown. Because yeah. that was Dogtown. I think it's somewhere yeah. in this building. Yeah, I think it is. 
so, so there you go. So we were growing. We were expanding. Growing the church expanding. was doing well. We were about oh, two years gosh. in. I mean, so you did crazy. the Regal 9 Theater. Regal we 9 Theater. Multi-site. So there's complications mm. when you go multi-site, Brian. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So we, yeah, Regal 9, which if you go to like any conference on starting churches or, or creating satellites or campuses and stuff, um, and they give you the expert opinion, we were the other way. <laughs> yeah. We did it the opposite. <laughs> we, well, because you don't normally create a campus that's less than two miles from your main campus. Yeah, but we didn't have a choice. We had no choice, exactly right, because we were on a time, we were, we were meeting at the Regal Boardwalk Theaters, and we were on a time crunch and had to be out of there before noon which really meant you had to, you couldn't do anything from 11 o'clock on. So then we created, we had the option, and they gave us the option of coming to Regal 9, which really, if you remember the old Regal 9, RIP. I remember right? it well. It was a, it's actually a pretty cool environment to come to because of the way the lobby was. It was the old lobby from the standpoint when you walked in the door, it was just a big round lobby, yeah. lots of space. So we would set you know, our tables for first-time guests, for uh, volunteering, for cafe. And it would you could just kind of walk in, tour the area, and then you just went down the hall and you went into a theater. And uh, we, had a, we had a live band and video. Speaking. And also, it was short-lived, thank goodness, but there was a time when Justin would try to go and preach live at Regal 9, yeah. and it was all a secret, so you didn't know what theater well, that he was going to be at. Yeah, that was actually that was actually in Regal in the re, main Regal. It was Regal 14 and Regal 9, yeah. because at the time, he would we had two. He would run between theaters at Regal 14, and then sometimes he would speak at 9.30 at Regal 14, and then book yeah. it over to Regal 9, and hopefully not get caught yeah. by a train. So you never knew, never knew where he was going to be, and that was very short-lived, thank goodness. So then we upped the technology to a, a video card. Yeah. So we weren't streaming. This is still no. 2009, we 2010. Yeah, so it's a video card. So then we recorded the 9 o'clock service, at which point, once it was done, that card was passed off to Eddie Fast Guy Faith. <laughs> Physically no, no, no. driving it, it over. I. Did you drive? I was the one that drove it over for the first year or two years because, and I actually got pulled over twice doing that. Which is why we went to Eddie Faith because we <laughs> yeah. knew with Eddie's experience as the man that put the radios in the police cars that they would know him. So if yeah. he drove fast down either Had the connections. Clyde Fence Super Speedway or across the Texas Street Bridge that yeah. that they wouldn't less likely to stop but, him. Every time I get pulled over, I never got a ticket. I said I'm with Simple Church, and they'd go, oh, okay, well, okay. keep going. No people. Yep. So, so, yeah. So, so you were, I launched the satellite campus. You had yeah. a band. You were not speaking, but you were the campus pastor. Right. And so you were trying to build this team, and it was pretty fast, like most well, things in that uh, era. Hold on. If, if I remember, oh, yeah. we went from 80 people to 1,000 in, what, two years? That sounds about right. Probably, yeah. yeah, maybe even less than that. Maybe yeah. a year. Like, it was like, we were hoping, like, 100 people would show up. And then in the Regal 14, yeah. we just couldn't grow space. Yeah, we literally, yeah. we literally ran out yeah. of theaters. We used, like, within a year, we used every theater at Regal 14. Right. All 14 theaters. All 14 theaters. And so then when we moved into Regal 9, we used four of them starting off because we had two for children, and then we had two for the adults to come in and sit, which was, you know, the, the two larger ones. I don't even remember the. I know you came in and hung right where they were. <laughs> the numbers, remember. yeah. Don't remember. It's been a little while, but it was 
I mean, and it was you think back on that, and it was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was fun, uh, interesting because we had you know we had our own band. My my favorite thing that I would would do because I would you know you do the welcome that kind of stuff and glad you're here. Well, one guy that I that that I met and really really became pretty good friends was a guy named Jack Daniel. And if y'all I don't know if y'all remember Jack. Jack was part of Jack's story was he was a nurse that had developed an addiction problem and in the process of trying to overcome his addiction, well, not trying to overcome his addiction, just trying to end it, he had made the, he tried to kill himself and was not successful, but it paralyzed him. So Jack was in a wheelchair the rest of his life. And uh, as as would be, we were reaching people that were not going to be reached by more traditional churches. And so Jack and his wife Marilyn came and started coming to Regal Nine, and I always loved because I would always say, "Man, I love some Jack Daniels on a Sunday." <laughs> and of course, you know me, I never dad I, humor, dad humor. That's right. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool just to go back and think through those impacted a lot of people. Those yeah. relationships and those people that we impacted. And y'all kind of created your own culture too. I mean, it's oh interesting. Gosh, of, there was they? a different. The Regal Nine people wanted their own shirts, oh, and they yeah. wanted. Oh yeah, they you know? they really they thought themselves as completely separate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In in some senses, but yeah, you and you just end up doing that, create your own identity, your own yeah. vibe. It was it was very. I will say I liked y'all's vibe versus the vibe at Regal 14 because it was a lot more relaxed. Yeah, it could be a little more laid back because we started later in the day. So we ended up doing... And you weren't in a hurry. We ended up doing a 10 o'clock and an 11 o'clock service. And so we weren't... Our backsides were not on fire. And and the management there was much easier. They were not as... Yes. Yeah, Regal 14 was more like you've got to get out. You've got to get out. Yeah, People lined up. Yeah. See Spider-Man. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And then I think part of that, too, also, was that you were building those teams, and a lot of those people are still volunteers today, and it gave them an opportunity to serve that you didn't have at the other theater. You you had to double everything. Yeah, because exactly. So you knew immediately in building your teams. uh, I mean, the cool thing is by the time we started the Regal 9 project of doing that, we had already kind of learned from our mistakes of what worked and what doesn't work in that environment. Because it, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Every environment's different. And so we had learned what works, and we're able to try to go, okay, then we know we need these teams. We need this group. We need this group. We need this group. And kind of what we want them to do. And so people came in, and a lot of different personalities. <laughs> Some were, as we call EGR, extra grace required people. Oh, yes. And others were just, get in where you fit in. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And. So, good, good times, good, good, times. good memories. So you were the head of that campus. You were the campus pastor, campus. and that was about four years, I think, before we moved to the Shreveport Convention Center and consolidated all together in 2014. So, so four or five. No, no, years? no. It was. No. It was. No, that was less than. It was less than that because I had another significant event in my life, and and when we when we transitioned to one campus was during that time frame. So I've been so I was ten or eleven. Yeah. We weren't at the Shreveport Convention Center the whole time, were we? We've, we've been at the Shreveport Convention Center since like 2010, 2000. So, so we went to the Shreveport Convention Center, but we still had Regal 9. Yeah. And we had another campus in South Shreveport, Tinseltown. Yeah. Right. And that, that was, was when, because remember we did the one Sunday? Yep. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was in 2010. And I know that because, because of, I, 
significant date in my life. Yeah, but you remember that. I also remember because what happened was is we did Easter at the convention center right. to bring every campus together, right. and that's when we went, oh crap, we got to figure something out because we packed the convention center out. Yeah, we were in upstairs. the ballroom upstairs. Yeah, upstairs. And so that's when the decision started to be made to move to the convention center. Right. And there was some, and and Justin even jokes about it, and he said it before. I mean, we we did probably what any other church would go, you're crazy for doing this. But we shut down a campus that was, was averaging 400 people in, in Tinseltown and shut it down. But the reason we had to shut it down was, was really more financial because we couldn't yeah. sustain... We couldn't sustain three campuses, and then as a result, we had the room with the convention center opening up and making available. We had the room to to all be together as one, and yeah. that created. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, everybody was excited about it. There was yeah. a great vibe of being all together, but then there were still pockets of people, Golly, Regal Nine people, even that were like, "Oh man, I miss my campus. I miss my people. I miss my Regal Nine people." And, man, I remember those days. We set so, up and tore down. Every Sunday when we were upstairs, yes. every Sunday, the whole main room and everything had mm-hmm. to come up and down. Hand right. cranks. I just remember cranking yep. those oh, yeah. yep. the day to get the truss up. Yep. Yes. We still own those things. Oh, my they're God. so much. Yes, they're in a trailer. They are in a trailer. They're fun yeah. to try to roll across the concrete. Yeah. Why do we still have them? They were Two of them were used for... Uh, our projector. Yeah, yeah but, but the other ones, I don't know. The yeah, other ones. Sorry, sorry. I went to, that's dark. Right. I went to a dark place. I think we're holding off for maybe a simple church museum. Oh, simple church. Scott could be the curator. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but after you come back, you can't be a okay. campus pastor of a campus that doesn't exist. That's true. So what did your role change? So what did my role change to? My role changed to uh, one of the things we we did, one of the moves we made in, in the, the a better effort to minister to people was we created communities. And we kind of took our, we took the shreveport Bozier area and we created north, south, east, and west areas. And um, so I became the north community pastor and um, was that. And then we had three other guys, Keith Rhodes, who's now teaching school at Bozier Elementary, Jeff Warren, who started his own nonprofit, and then Albert Dyer were the other three guys that they were. And Albert also started his own nonprofit. Yes, Albert also started his own nonprofit. So I was over to the north area, which was basically anything, it really kind of ended up anything north of 220 to the. Canada. Canada, yeah, it's about right. So it's anything wow. north. So it was a pretty big area, but we kind of tried to split it up based on on geography. And so east was really kind of Halton, but east was also South Bossier. Right. So you had the Sobos down there. We made a map. There's a map somewhere. There is a map, and yeah, it really wasn't that a map. plus sign like you would consider north, south, east. It's more of an X. Yes. And so... And it really was focused on schools, right? That was focused on schools. Thing. Of course, our, yeah, our biggest, our big thing was one of the things we wanted to do was try to move the needle a little bit in helping schools to be successful and and helping those kids in those schools. And so, the bulk of what you did, what we did as a community pastor, was to go out and develop relationships with the schools, provide. Uh, we did a lot of lunches for the teachers to teacher encourage them. Teacher appreciation. Those types of things. Do good projects. Do good projects. Whether it was painting the 
uh, playground equipment to which ruined many pair of my shorts <laughs> <laughs> to clearing out. Um, you should have worn the same pair of flower shorts beds, etc. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I still wear those shorts to this day. He still does. There you go. They have the, the shorts. Yeah. They have the red paint from the blue. swing set, or blue paint blue from the paint. swing set. And Ashley Hagler dropping the paint bucket, and it's went all of it went up in the air all over me and her. Mm, there Good you go. times. Yep. Good times. Love those shorts. But yeah, that was the gist of of community pastor was to be able to 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 do that and which is what you are now. It's more somewhat. It has evolved. morphed. It, it is the the name of it has changed to, which I'm still trying to figure. It's kind of weird. I'm the care pastor, which is kind of mm. like it's like it makes like you think care bear. bears. I know exactly. I think care bears too, and I'm like I don't want to be a care bear. <laughs> I'm a care bear. Wait, that's not the. Uh, I got nothing. But on. we will brag on you, Brian, because you won't do this about yourself. So, I think you are uniquely gifted and great at aw. caring for people and aw. meeting families in crisis. And you've experienced things in your life that uniquely prepare you for crisis. And so, seriously, though, when I was learning yeah. and trying to do it, I always would shadow and follow you and go to hospital visits and sit with you and do funerals and learned a lot from you because I've gone with other people and seen stuff and they don't do it as well as you. You have you know, a gift that yeah. it's yeah. You're I mean, very empathetic. I, I try to be. I mean, part of it, I think, is just based on my personality and makeup. Yeah. Um, what I do. And well, because, Brian, you know what? You I'm care. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. But I do. I mean, because it's, you know, I go back. The only thing, and it's an old thing that was said a long time ago, and I don't remember whoever said it. I really don't. But, you know, they basically say they don't, nobody will care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so you got to engage them on that personal level and relationship level. Plus, I'm not a flashy, over-the-top communicator kind of guy. I love to communicate when opportunities I get to do it. I do it, but I'm not that over-the-top kind of guy. And so I'm trying to make up for it. Through, Play into through your empathy. skill set. That's right. Really yeah. Absolutely. My sweet spot. Well, thank you. No, absolutely. And I've seen you do that for other people and walked alongside you doing it for over 10 years now. I haven't learned anything. <laughs> but that's just you it's in you've general for most You've of. not ever gone out in ministry. Actually, I have. There was yeah. a staff member that didn't like going out on his own, and I would accompany him many times tag along. for funerals and weddings. So, yeah. I how, many, how many weddings would you say you've done in the oh, last 10 years? I have no idea. Because you and Justin oh, are yeah. probably pretty close for the most. Hundreds. You, I mean, you oh, probably yeah. do 20 a year, 30 a year. Yeah, this, you know, given the pandemic. COVID, sure. COVID is a big, COVID. come on, guys. If we look at this okay. last decade, you've probably done a probably couple, so. hundred, I mean, yeah. couple hundred. I mean, I'm not like, like Justin, for example, last week we played the Do Good Golf Tournament, and Justin had two two weddings and a funeral sure. for that weekend. I mean, but yeah, I probably do, I mean, 20 would probably be a year. Every other week, be. twice a month? be that and they're, and they're starting to pick back up i guess people are starting to go back to getting married getting married all the venues are opening up where you ain't got to wear them mask <laughs> and i can sit back and so anyway but yeah a lot a lot of weddings probably funerals um a lot of funerals yeah we've had and they all create i mean they're all and, and this is where it gets crazy because they all create you always have your whole it's a whole different demographic. And Give us a funeral this. story, Brian. A funeral story? I know you've got a couple good ones. Wow. Probably the one I'm 
remember the most was I did a funeral for it was a guy who had committed suicide, and the only reason I decided to do um, to do the funeral itself was for his daughter. He had a daughter who was a freshman at Bird High School. Mm. Mama was not quite there with it. <laughs> uh, y'all may have met her. She was at the municipal, Scott, a, a while back. Mother Mary. Oh. Speaking words of wisdom, let, let it be. be. Bum, bum, bum. But um, so I was like, okay, I'll do the funeral. They have him, they have him cremated. And so the. And I really kind of stopped doing this because of this event. I, my one critical error was the morning of the funeral, calling the mom and saying, hey, is there anything I can do to help you? Well, I'm trying to get, I don't want Nikki or whatever her name was. I don't want her to be late to her daddy's funeral. So do you mind picking up Trey? So Trey is the name of the deceased. So at this point, I can't go, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you asked. So I'm like, you offered. So you just play it off. You're like, oh, yeah. Sure. Sure, sure I'll do that. So I go down to a local funeral home in South Shreveport near a local Cajun eatery um, to pick up Trey's remains. So I walk in the door, and, I, and I'd done a f- couple of funerals there before. And the guy's there, like, hey, man, what's going on? And he said, well, I'm here to pick up Trey. Oh, hang on just a second. So he goes and gets a bag, and in the bag is the box of his remains. And then there's also a small urn, and he's showing me that because he had gotten that for the daughter. I said, man, that's that's cool. I said, thanks for doing that for her. That'll mean a lot to her. I got this, and, and then here's a little guest book. They can sign it. And um, so he goes, he pauses, and he goes, I'm making this part up as far as the exact. Do you got a form 4382? And I said, what is that? And he said, well, it's a form for permission to carry transport bodies. And I'm like, no, but I got a truck out there. <laughs> I, got, I got a front seat. Yeah, I could put him even in the bed of the truck. Buckle him. To, buckle him in. I could put mm. him in the, you know, you can make a hat, you can make a brooch. You can, <laughs> yeah, I could do anything. So <laughs> he's like, well, you just get it and go. So I'm so I'm driving from South Shreveport to over by LSU because uh, hospital because the funeral and here's on top of this the the family could not afford to do anything. So we ended up doing the service itself on the deceased parents' gravesite, like on their graves. And so I'm standing there talking, trying to encourage people and help them through the process and get done with the service. The <laughs> the wife or the ex-wife comes up to me and goes, hey, that's his best friend over there. Do you mind talking to him? He's really having a hard time. So I go over and start talking to him. Well, the whole time behind me, I'm hearing this commotion, and I'm not knowing what's going on. And I'm like, I'm trying to still talk to the guy, but I'm hearing this stuff, so finally I kind of turn around. Well, they're behind me trying to open up the box that has Trey's remains in it, has his ashes in it. Well, those boxes are not made to open up. They're permanently sealed when they put them all together. And and finally, the guy I'm talking to goes, well, go on, I got, I can help you. And he pulls this pocket knife that has a blade. I'm sure it was probably more like six inches long, but at the time it looked like Crocodile Dundee or something. That's know. not a knife. That's not a knife. 
Give me some, Scott. That's not a knife. <laughs> I've got a knife. So they're trying to open it up to sprinkle some ashes there, and then they're headed to Cross Lake. We just want to open this up so we can go dump Trey's ashes in Cross Lake. And I and even I knew enough to go, guys. I'm no expert. I'm not an expert, but you can't dump ashes in Cross Lake because that's Shreveport's drinking water. Yeah. So having eaten in a restaurant recently and drank Shreveport water, they may have done that. <laughs> it's always and it's like hung around names. for several years. Ugh. But yeah. So funerals and weddings are same. weddings are just same thing, only funner. I've done them in all sorts of places. I've done them at the office. I've done them at the gazebo by the Waffle House. <laughs> I've done them at you know, right nice as, yeah. you know, nice venues as well. But yeah. to those that you remember. So there you well, go. Thank you for being on the podcast. Well, guys, thanks for having Brian, me. Brian, thanks for looking back with us, remembering. Mm, looking back. But our best days are ahead, guys. Next 14 Seriously. years. Mm. How old will we be in 14 Hopefully years? Hopefully we'll see. Oh, <laughs> Lord Jesus. I, I will. By that time, I'll be 72 in 14 years. Wow. I don't know if I'm going to be at... Um, I don't know if I'm going to be a chaplain at a funeral home, a greeter at Walmart. Mm. Oh, we or, hope you're still here. I hope we're all chaplains at funeral homes together. So. We'd have a fun funeral home. But yeah. be. It would be a fun funeral home. Mm. Hagler's High Rest. Hagler Brothers. <laughs> Hagler <laughs> Brothers Funeral <laughs> Services. <laughs> Starting here. All right. There you go. Brian, appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Scott, thank you guys. Thank you. It's been my Thanks pleasure. Thanks for caring. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, that was a great conversation with Brian Reed. Enjoy looking back, Scott. The Regal Nine. Mm. Good memory. Regal Nine, yeah. I have lots of memories from Regal Nine. You didn't say good, though. They are good. <laughs> oh, go, okay. Yeah. No, it was a different time. Impossible. So it's fun remembering if you're new to Simple Church, haven't been around, and uh, hopefully you learn a little bit more about it. Which, hold on, is Regal Nine still open? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, it's out. Oh, that's right. Survival. But you know what's not out, Scott? What? The backstage with the Simple Church. No, we're still here. We have a new episode it. every week, and you can subscribe, get it automatically. Yeah, you can Nobody even watch us on YouTube. You can subscribe yes. to YouTube as well for the Simple Church channel. We're getting close to 2,000 subscribers, so 2000. you could be number 2,000. Wow. And you'll get a thank you. Sure. We gave away a prize at 1,000. We'll figure something out. Did we? We did. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Since then. Yep. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching today. Subscribe. Give us a good rating. Help people to find the podcast. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye bye.